about to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. This morning, actually, I had, a, I had a dream this morning. So I'm going to tell you, there's an urgency in my spirit right now because I had this dream and I woke up, I told Ben about it and it was like, I won't tell you the whole thing, but I will tell you that I was preaching in some, I don't know, I don't want to say it was a fair, but it was in, a, in, a, in an open area and I'm preaching. There's so many people there and I'm just like, I wasn't even scared. I was just preach, preach, preaching. And at the end, I was just saying like, um, come on up if you want prayer. And I'm thinking, God, why would I say that when there's so many people here? Why would I say that? And people start coming up for prayer. Well, I'm looking at Ben like, it's just us. What, what are we doing? You go to that end, and I guess I start over here. And as I'm praying, before I start praying, I see PT run up. Like, out of nowhere, just run up, and he takes the middle. So it was funny. Like, Ben's over here, PT's right here, and I'm over here. And I'm asking, Lord, well, what exactly is that, the urgency? But it's the same that you've heard in the Bible that, the harvest is plenty. People are ready, but the laborers are few because we as a church has been so lackadaisy and it can't just be the same old people going out and being bold for God and standing on the kingdom and doing what we're called to do. It can't keep being the same people. You have a part to play in that. Trust me, I'm going to encourage you today. I'm going to encourage you. I just had to tell you that because I'm like, of all days when I'm going to get up and preach, I have a dream like that where it was just, and it was so real, but it was such an urgency in my heart. And even this weekend when I was praying to the Lord and talking to him, I even went down and said, Father, I repent for what I made it. I repent for the time that I totally was like, I'm just going to church and do my thing. Enough of that. We have to have such an urgency in our heart that it is so important to get in the word of God and to spend time with God like never before. Even right now, let's get together. This is our second week back. Thank God, there's such an urgency of us to be together and the enemy does not want gatherings. We need face to face. I need to look in your eyes. I need to have that love and compassion. We need to have that. And for the enemy to try to cut that off, I rebuke him right now in Jesus name. We need gathering. Pentecost Sunday is next Sunday. And when the Holy Ghost poured out, it was on a group of people. It was not two people in your house. We need the church. And I get it. People are like, well, we are the church. We don't need a building, a physical building to meet. Let's talk about that. We need a church, a physical building, because none of you are going to allow homeless people in your house, people you don't know, to come into your house and be with you in fellowship. Let's keep it real. You're not going to do it. So we need a church building so people can come in, the prostitutes, the homeless people, the people who are drug addicts, the people who are in prison. We need a building so we can get together because they need that one-on-one -on -one with us too and that discipleship. We're not going to get it just outside evangelizing people. We're not going to get it because you come into our house for a little bit. We need a church. I haven't given the scripture yet. I'm sorry. I'm not even on my notes. Apparently, this is what God wants. But we need each other because iron sharpens iron. It sharpens it. And, and as, as I was studying too, I was like, Lord, I feel like so many in the church now are so lazy and lukewarm. We don't want to even get out and do anything. Churches started back and I wonder how many churches are even open. 
People have so fallen asleep in this hour, but we should be so fervent in prayer and so on fire for God right now like never before, yet we are lazy as a church. And when they said to the church that we are not essential, I wonder why. We have no power because we're not experiencing that power. We're not doing the power. We're not walking in signs, wonders, and miracles. So when they say the church is not essential, so many people, because they don't see it in us. They don't see the glory. And this is why we need to repent and go, God, we are sorry for what we have made it. We are sorry that we have not been pressing in and moving. I'm encouraging you. I'm telling you. No judgment. I'm just telling you that we have grown, people have grown cold, and we are constantly living in fear, and that is not what we are to do as kingdom believers. We don't. We shine bright. We don't cower down and then blend in with everyone else. But that's what the Lord said to us when, when I preached before is that he's showing us there's the wheats and the tares. You are no longer going to blend in any longer. There's a separation coming. There's a separation. There's a shaking that has already happened. Let's go to Exodus. And I'm going to try to do this without my glasses because what I did is I, I made the, the notes really big. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to smart you eyes. I'm going to go really big. Exodus 14. Exodus 14, 14. I'm going from King James today. The Lord shall fight for you and you shall hold your peace. Verse... 18, skip down. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I have gotten me honor upon Pharaoh, upon his chariots and upon his horsemen. And the angel of God, which went before the camp of Israel, removed and went behind them. And the pillar of the cloud went from before their face and stood behind them. And it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. And it was a cloud and darkness to them, but it gave light by night to these so that the one Uh, came not near the other all the night and Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night and made the sea dry land and the waters were divided and the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon the dry ground and the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left and first off I just want to remind you that the Lord says that he is with you and will fight for you He is with you in this situation. He did not leave you. He did not fall off the the, the throne because of what you're dealing with or what's happened. He already knew about this. Okay. He's with you. And he says that he is a great I am. Everything you need to get through whatever situation that you are going through or circumstances you have to face, he is the great I am. And the thing is, I remember a main man said, I know it was a week or two ago about the, the widow and the oil. And the Lord was showing me that everything that we have, everything that we need is already in our hand. He multiplied the oil when it was a little oil. When Jesus needed to feed the 5,000, he took the two little fish and five loaves of bread. When he needed to part the sea, Moses had the rod in his hand. He already gives you what you need in your hand. It's already there. You just have to use what he has given you. Now, let me tell you, even though we are still dealing with the effects of the Rona, because remember I said I won't call it what it is. It's just the Rona. The Rona. God wants you to keep it going. He wants you to keep moving so you can get to the other side. The kingdom of God, like I said before, does not stop. It's in constant motion. It's constantly moving forward. That's the kingdom. 
It doesn't stand still because something happens. So we're supposed to be part of the kingdom. So we too should keep moving. Huh? In verse 21, 22, again, it says, And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night, and made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided. And the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon the dry ground. Have you ever heard of water being underground? And then it's not, but yet it's dry. Come on, somebody. When you're walking in sea in, in the in the water, it should be muddy squishy, nasty. Children of Israel should have got to the side with mud all on their sandals, all on their garments, ready to rip that stuff off because it was dirty. But God has opened up a way and it was dry. How many of us can believe and trust God on something like that? When something in our life happens in our life and it should have, could have, would have, but it didn't, can we get glory to him just for that? Thank you, Lord. And I'm sure as they walked through, it was probably scary. (laughs) Can you imagine you walking through, there's a wall over here of water, a wall over here of water, and I'm sure it's rippling and moving because you can see whales and sharks and, and fish, and I don't even like the beach. So I'm just saying, as I'm walking through and I'm looking at sharks, I'm like, whoa, we better hurry up, Moses. This, this is not working for me. I'm, I'm probably going to run past people, push them out of the way. <laughs> Besides, Pharaoh's coming, so I'm going to push through people, and you can pray for me later. Jesus. And, and you got your family there. You have your husband. People have their babies. You know, your family. But yet you're going through. And the thing is, children, they could not stop. They couldn't stop in the middle of it, of the situation. They had to keep moving and had to get going onto the other side. Why? Because that's where their blessing was. That's where their peace was. That's where the rest was. That's where the promise was. And that's what God is saying to us today, that we got to keep moving, getting to the other side. We can't stand here in effects of Rona and going, oh my gosh, what is this? What's going to be our new normal? No, the normal never stopped. I shouldn't say it like that. We've always been the supernatural type of normal. We've never stopped. Because if the children of Israel would have stopped, they would have been drowned. They would have been captured by the enemy. The devil would have got them. Then they all would have just died with Pharaoh because we know the waters were coming back and receding back over them, right? They couldn't stop. So what is the reason why so many people in the body of Christ have stopped? There's no reason or excuse for it. When I already said the kingdom of God is in constant motion, it's constantly moving, it's going. And I think many times right now, people of God are being led by their, their, their emotions, their feelings, their thoughts, And they're making that the reason why they're not doing stuff. And God never said we're led by our feelings or our emotions or our thoughts. He said that we are led by his spirit. Even when you're kind of unsure about something, you've got to hear God and go, this is what God is saying for me. It lines up with the word. If it doesn't line up with the word, then that is of the devil. And you can try to say it all you want. I'm hearing God say this. If it doesn't line up with the word, that's not of God. So I tell you, you can't stop in the middle of of your situation. You can't stop in the middle of a virus. You can't stop. You got to keep moving because all you're going to do is get lazy and just sit there. And we know laziness is out of the kingdom. You got to keep moving because I'm telling you, if you keep going, you're going to have your manifested promise. If you keep going, you're going to see that stability. You're going to see that maturity because you go, man, I made it. I, I stood on the word. I did not falter. I did not fall down and get back up and fall down and get back up. And then it takes longer than you want to blame God. If you just maintain what you're supposed to maintain and stand firm, you're going to see it manifest. 
I'm telling you right now. Um, okay, I'm going to talk about PT and Becky again. Is that okay? Okay. <laughs> it all depends. What are you going to say? It's good stuff. Because Laura was showing me what the thing about keep going. So the thing is, PT and Becky were part of this ministry a while ago, before TCVC started. And in the midst of this church, which is a really great church, I heard. I wasn't here yet. Really great church. And the church had a, a little split. So instead of PT sitting and wallowing going, man, why did this have to happen? Oh, my gosh, I'm so mad at that person. Why did they do that? Or why did that one do that? Or I'm really on this side. Or Jesus, why did you allow this to happen? That's what people say, right? God, why did you allow for this to happen? Which we all know is Satan because he's the accuser of the brethren. And he does accuse Almighty God for stuff. And people will say it. So instead of PT sitting there wallowing like a little... And just go, why? Woe is me. PT kept moving. He got a word from God that said, all right, time for you to start this ministry. And I love it how PT kept going. And he didn't allow, he didn't care how many friends was on board with him on the vision. Because he got a word from God. He didn't care if who he had in his corner cheerleading him along. Yeah, you could do this. He got a word from God, and that was the vision. He didn't really care if people were telling him, nope, you are not called to pastor. You should not do this. He ignored the opinions of others and kept going. So, am I talking to some of you right now? He kept moving. Him and, him and Becky didn't stop to go, well, I guess that's it. That's the end of our life. We don't have purpose because this was our church for a while, and that's just it. He kept moving. He didn't stop in the situation or the circumstance. And many of you need to do the same thing. Stop stopping in the middle of your situation or circumstance or because someone told you no, and you're figuring, okay, that's it for me. No, because someone rejected you, and you're saying, no, that's it for me. Or someone doesn't bear witness to the call of God that's on your life, and you say, no, that's it for me. God said you have a purpose, and you can't stop. You can't go to God at the end of the day and go, God, I stopped because so-and-so, so-and-so, and so-and-so told me I couldn't do it or I didn't have the funds or I didn't have the means or God is saying enough of that. You got to keep moving despite it all, despite if people support you or not. I thank God that I had people in my life to tell me you're called to preach, you're called to preach, you're called to preach, even when I was in doubt. But you couldn't tell me anymore that I'm not called to preach. It's like you can't tell me anymore about my salvation. Because I'm so steady and, and stable in it. I don't care what anyone says. And I know there's more. There's so much more. And I just got a word, too, about me being a, a match. And a match can't stay in this matchbook. That's not its purpose. A match comes out and sets and lights stuff on fire. So I'm here to light you on fire and put some fires, Holy Ghost fire under you. It's not to burn you up, but I'm here to light you up because that's my purpose. If I can't fulfill my purpose, what am I doing? And even this morning when I'm praying to the Lord, he was like, don't doubt the anointing on your life. Because sometimes the enemy will try to speak that stuff and remind you of things. And I said, oh, no, 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 no. I'm anointed. I'm called to do this. Despite if I have three people here, five people here, I'm preaching the chairs. I'm called to do this. 
and I didn't let the Rona stop it. I didn't let the Rona get me lazy to go, oh, I can't open my Bible anymore. Oh, I can't hear God. I'm just going to watch Netflix all day. I'm just going to sit here and wait and, and see what the government says. The government was never called to protect me or take care of me. The government never was. It was the kingdom of God. That was the government that was supposed to take care of me through everything. That was the government that said, I'm going to provide for you in every area. That is the government that said, I'm going to keep you healthy and healed. It wasn't the government of the America. It's the government of the kingdom of God. When you start thinking and depending on the government, that government, that's your problem right there, one-on-one. Repent. They never should be taking care of us because God does that. Jesus. Now, I want to say this, too, about a covering. It's, it's okay if you wear masks and gloves. No judgment. Go ahead and do that. There's no judgment, but I'm here to tell you there is a covering that is so much better as a, as a protection, and that is the blood of Jesus, and that is the word of God. That is our protection. Ben and I walked in Walmart yesterday, <laughs> and, and Ben and the lady's like doing something. Well, my husband, because he always talks so much, <laughs> tells the lady, what are you doing? Marking down the people who don't have masks on. I'm like, here we go, Ben. Here we go. Yes, he did. I just said, yes, he did. So I'm like, okay. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, she's just uh, she's just counting how many people are in the store because they can only have a certain amount of number. Well, she's like, well, you really should like wear your mask because, you know, if you're sick. And I was like, whoa, no, we're not. We choose not to wear a mask. We don't get sick. You know, we, we part of another kingdom. We, you go ahead and wear your mask. I'm telling you, if you, if you feel you need to wear it, then wear it because you're going to get sick then. But if you're like me, my husband, so many of you who are like, we're, we're, we're attached to the kingdom of God, we just walk. We're not getting sick. And let's just say the Rona did try to get me. What then? God's still faithful. God is still good. I'm not going to die. He's still good. He's still king of kings and lord of lords, despite what tries to get on any type of symptom. I just rebuke and curse the symptom and keep moving. Did I just tell on you, Benny? <laughs> I'm telling on everybody today. Who next? Who's next? Jim and Mitzi? I don't know. Who's next? Jim's like, bring it on. Bring it on. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. But it just showed me symbolically the mask is muzzling people. Symbolically, the mask is hiding who you are. And the enemy knows that. He knows that that's what it's doing because we're the ones called to open our mouths. We're the ones called to decree and declare. That is us. And if your mouth is covered, you can't do anything. So the enemy's like, yay, keep the mask. No, take them off. Don't wear it then, you know? Come on. How are you going to decree and declare if you kicked on the sideline, not in the game? How are you going to speak the words of God if you're on the side wallowing, saying, well, I don't know what next to do. I just am going to keep sitting here because I'm going to wait till the government and Trump and all them say what's the next thing to do. What did God tell you to do? Keep going. Keep moving forward. Some of you have allowed the enemy to paralyze you with such fear that people have started to believe the virus is bigger than Jesus. And I can tell you right now that the spirit of fear has a more damaging effect than the virus itself. That's a shame. That is a shame right now. But I'm going to tell you what the enemy's trying to do too throughout all this. He wants you to believe that this kingdom thing doesn't work. 
He wants you to believe that this, this living for Jesus thing doesn't work. Because you're like, my life is more of a mess now than ever before. He wants you to believe this tithing thing doesn't work because you're like, I'm as broke as ever. I still don't have money in my account. He wants you to think this praying thing doesn't work because you prayed for something one time and it didn't come to pass. But I'm telling you, praying does work. Stand on it. Tithing works. Continue to stand on that. The kingdom works. The word works. It all works. Oh, Jesus. Because I could tell you, many of us are, are, are dealing with things that we didn't sign up for. Huh? There's things that happen in our lives that we were like, we never prayed for this. I never wanted this. Matter of fact, several years ago, right around this time, my family had a situation that happened that we were totally unaware of and did not want. And you know that I had to come in that same Sunday and preach the word of God. Right now, my dad is still battling stage four cancer. Did I sign up for that? No. But what do I do? I continue to stand on the word of God. I continue to pray because I know once I pray, if I don't see it even in the natural, I know it has already happened in the spirit. Because God's words is true. He doesn't lie. Everything he says is true. And my dad just told me the other day when I talked to him, he's like, when I go to my doctor's appointments, these people tell me I should not be alive. And I said, you know what? You're a walking miracle then, God. Because, uh, Daddy, because um, the blood of Jesus covers you. Because we're praying and we're believing God for you. And that's what I'm at the point where I'm like, I'm praying for people who even if you get tired of praying, I'm still going to pray and cover you. And God honors my word because I have a covenant with him. And that's how confident I am with the word of God. Right now, I kept praying when our family went through this several years ago around this time. And I didn't see a quick manifestation. But I had to escape that thing in my soul and sit in a garden and rest and relax while this stuff was going on. Because that's what you need to do is that when you are dealing with something, stop looking at it right now in this temporary time. You have to escape and keep yourself at peace. Sit and act like you're sitting in the garden relaxing. Whatever you have to do to relax. You see yourself at the beach, you relax. Even though it's hell going on, you are sitting there at peace because you know who has you. You know whose word says that you're going to be delivered from this. You know whose word says that I have favored you and I have given you power and authority to speak it and, and continue to declare and you just continue to trust me, Latasha. You continue to walk it out and that's what you need to do when you're dealing with something now I thank God that right here right now poop that situation we thank God is done my dad may still be in the fight but he's fighting a good fight of faith and I'm gonna fight it right with them the devil is like I told him you're paying for this now devil what you did and what my dad oh <laughs> that's why I'm hitting him up with the kingdom that's why I'm like I gotta tell the church to stop being so lukewarm to stop not standing on the on the kingdom of God because there's only two kingdoms which side are you standing on the kingdom of God's side or kingdom of darkness there's no in between you can't say one minute God is God and he's so he's so um favorable honorable and powerful and then you're over here going we gotta protect ourselves and be careful about this virus because this virus is real bad and this virus which one are you? Is either God is God and he's on the throne or he's not? Which one is it? And every time, every day, I still say, God, whenever it looks like there's some defeat, I got to speak victory. Anytime where it looks like there's a disease, I have to speak um, health. Anytime it looks like there's poverty, I got to speak prosperity. Anytime it looks like there's debt, I got to speak prosperity. You got to continue to open your mouth and declare the word of God, despite how it looks. But who has a, a job to do? You. 
If you're wondering why the enemy is wrecking havoc in your home, it is because you have opened the door and you have not used that authority to get it out. Or sometimes people will, not everyone opened the door. Let me take that back. Sometimes people who have opened the door and then they don't use the authority to get them out. But you have an authority to speak to the enemy and say, get out of here. And you got to use the name of Jesus. There is no name above that name. Only name that gets demons out is in the name of Jesus. Not in, my, I was talking to my husband this morning because we have friends who are saying something about the most high and, and this and all these other names. And I get it. But none of those names can cast out devils. None of those names can bring forth healing. None of those names can bring blessings in your life. None of those names can kick the enemy in his butt and get him going and running. Only the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, where am I in my notes? I don't know. <laughs> okay, Jesus. All right. The body of Christ got to snap out of it. We got to snap, snap out of the slumber that we are in. We got to align ourselves with the kingdom of God, and we got to align ourselves with the word of God, not on everyone's opinion. And right now, social media has all these wannabe professionals. Everybody's a professional. So you don't know who to align yourself. Even got to watch some believers right now who think they're professionals and thinking it's the word. No, no, no. It's the word of God. If they're not speaking a word, turn that social media off, move on to somebody else. I don't care if they've been in the ministry 15, 20 years. If it does not line up with the word, let it go. Because remember, wheats and tares. Wheats and tares. I only want to eat wheat. I don't want to eat tares. Okay? And I'm going to warn you too. She's saying warning. But I'm going to tell you, you have to know what God is saying to you for yourself. You have to be able to hear God and stand by yourself. You have to be able to hear, uh, see that um, when you are walking in things and everyone don't agree with you, you still have to trust God and walk it through and just keep going through the doors. You can't stay back here and just sit there. You can't allow the enemy to continue to have you focus on the temporary because in order for you to keep going, you got to keep growing. If you stand still, you don't grow anymore. You don't learn anymore. So you got to keep the motion. Never judge the season you are in, God wants me to tell you. Don't just judge the season right here and right now because your seasons can change like that. David was one minute a kid in the, in the fields and, and taking care of the sheep. And the next minute, I shouldn't say next minute, but you get what I'm saying. The next season, he was king, a man after God's own heart. The woman at the well just went to get water like any other day. And then she met Jesus. And her life completely transformed. Her next season, she evangelized the whole town. There was a guy named Zacchaeus who was a tax man, short man, pretty rich. Pretty rich short man. Who wanted to see Jesus because Jesus was coming into town. What did he do? He ran ahead, climbed a sycamore tree. Okay? Ran ahead, climbed a sycamore tree. Did I say he was short? Okay. And then as they walked through town, Jesus, and this is Latasha's version, looked up and said, bruh, I'm coming to your house. Let's go. And then they went to, he went to Zacchaeus' house. His season changed like this. They were judging him like he's a tax man. Are you kidding me? And the next minute he had our Lord and Savior in his house eating dinner. Seasons change like that. That's why I've got to tell you, don't keep looking at the temporary where you're at right now. Keep moving and things will open up. PT and Becky kept moving and now they have Treasure Coast Victory Center to bless so many people's lives. 
You got to keep moving. God has set you up on the other side. You keep moving. He set you up for your divine mandate. He set you up for your purpose. And once you get through, you'll be able to take the situation and minister to someone else and say, guess what I got through with the Lord's help and with him showing me in the word. And I kept going. You have to use that too to minister to other people. When you get to the point where it's not just about you, then you've got, you've gotten some maturity as well. Thank you, Lord. Oh, one more person who I think was Saul. Wasn't he like a hot mess? Saul was like killing, killing Christians one minute, then got the light, blinded him. I mean, it's just like, wow. And then his name changed to Paul, and he wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. Seasons change people. They don't stay there. You can't look at what it is right now. He, Paul, he didn't sit there going, oh, Lord, I'm blind. What am I supposed to do? No, he was like, Ooh, okay, I'm going to write the whole New Testament, two-thirds of the New Testament. Seasons change. Keep moving. Say keep moving. moving. You got to keep moving. You got to adapt to the season you're in. I'll say this really quickly, and then I'll move on. Um, In order for me to finish my bachelor's degree, which, by the way, I finished. Glory to God. Yes, yes, yes. I invite you all to my graduation, which is on Facebook. Okay? (laughs) You all can watch my graduation on Facebook. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. In order to finish my bachelor's, I had to do an internship. Now, at first, my professor, the doctor, was like, Latasha, I'm going to put you with women's advocacy. I'm like, yes. That's my thing. I love it with women. I I do women's ministry. That is my thing. Yes. Well, I got my assignment. It was a place with kids. I'm like, this lady here from the devil? Because I I don't know what. This can't be. (laughs) This can't be. I even went to her like, Dr. Swanson, I thought it was women's advocacy, and you put me with kids. Oh, yeah, because the, the kids, it was closer to your house. That, that, that. I'm like, honey, I would drive. You could do what you got to do so I can get out of the kids. Like, I'll drive to Vero. What do I got to do? But here I am with kids. God, what are you showing me? <laughs> you know, I got to sit there. I couldn't, I couldn't get upset. I had to keep moving because I want my degree. Here we go with the kids. Then I get in with these kids, and it was great. It was really good, as a matter of fact. It was. I, I, I did enjoy it. I didn't enjoy not working because I missed money on Mondays. But, hey, God still provided. My bills were still paid. Glory to God. Glory to God. Matter of fact, I think I testified about that, that I even had, seemed like I had more money. Weird. That's the kingdom. That's favor. So as I'm, I'm doing this, this uh, internship, there's one of, the, uh, one of my classmates who I didn't know. You know, sometimes people are placed and we're all in the same program. Older lady, probably uh, maybe almost 60 or so. And I worked with her one time. Not much, one time. Well, the next, oh, okay, because I get there, I was getting there earlier than her on Mondays. She came maybe two and a half, three hours after me. Well, she had came that day and said, hey, Latasha, you want to take the kids outside? No, I don't. I don't. But by all means, you feel free, you could take them outside. The next day, she went and told the director that Latasha lazy and doesn't want to deal with the kids. <laughs> I'm like, wow, Jesus. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Next thing, I saw her the following week or two weeks, and I knew she said this, and I don't want to go and confront her. I'm like, I'm not doing this. I know who I am. I know my character, my work, and my integrity speaks for itself. I'm not going to go and defend myself. Whatever. She was there. I think I might have texted on my phone twice. She went and told the director I'm always on my phone. First, I'm thinking, Stitch, snitches get stitches, right? <laughs> end up in ditches <laughs> but I was like you're saved honey you say baptized with the Holy Ghost fire I can't say all that okay so 
Once again, I just went, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm just going to keep going. And then it finally, like another time, it's like she kept having my name in her mouth. And it was just, an, it was a spirit. And I know that my spirit probably convicted her and, and, it, and it challenged her because of, the people did like me. The ladies there loved me. The kids loved me. They didn't really dig her too much, but they love me. So sometimes that jealousy and that envy and all that stuff get out there and just start lying to the point where even a, a couple of ladies that I also was in my program was there. And she said in front of them, Latasha said this, and they confronted her and they were like, Latasha wasn't even here for one. And two, so-and-so said it. It wasn't her. And she just went, oh, that's it. So what do you do when you're walking through and somebody got the, the liabilities, okay? <laughs> they got like blood pressure. Like, they just keep lying. What do you do? You keep moving. I didn't allow what she was saying to stop me because I knew I had a goal in mind. I knew God was saying, you keep going, you get to the other side, you get this degree. I wasn't going to allow that lady to stop me. It taught me something, though. It taught me that I could still continue to walk on when people are lying against me. It taught me to keep going when people are not telling the truth, and I can't operate in the fence because I don't want to stop the anointing on my life. I just had to bless the lady. I kept blessing her. Lord, I just bless her. Whatever it is that she is, has to talk about me, Father, I just rebuke that spirit in her right now, that lying spirit, and I call for that you speak to her in your dreams like I just start really praying for this lady because I'm like what is the problem the problem is the devil <laughs> it's the enemy but I was not gonna allow him to stop me I kept going anyway and blessed her and then I'm thanking the Lord that it was done in March I was supposed to go all the way through April I was thanking the Lord thank you Jesus for the 20th that's one thing I was like okay for the virus but <laughs> the, rest of us, the Lord knows the grace was lifting from the internship <laughs> Jesus, but I'm done. Thank you, Lord, because I would tell you there's a miracle in your movement. Say there's a miracle in your movement. Amen. Let's go to Matthew 14. Thank you, Jesus. I'm telling you, it's tough when you're in the, I get it. It's tough when you're in the thick of it and you're dealing with it, but you just got to keep going because I'm telling you, when I was doing my internship, I, I copied a calendar. I was writing down eight days, seven days, six days. Like I was doing countdown, like, come on, Lord. Speed the days up. I don't know, but thank God I made it. 1422. And straightway, Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went into them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spoke unto them, or spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto the come unto thee on the water and he said come and when Peter was come down out of the ship he walked to the water to go to Jesus I'm not reading next I want to remind you oh when Jesus got off the ship and he took his eyes off Jesus got off the boat took his eyes off Jesus he began to float no that's not what I'm gonna talk to you about God wants me just to remind you that Peter got out of the boat he got out of the boat while the disciples stayed in the boat watching and waiting and scared to see what's gonna happen and that's what the Lord's heart reminded me of the church. Some people just watching and waiting to see what's going to happen. Instead of getting out the boat and moving and walking. And the funny thing is, or I shouldn't say funny, but the things I noticed too is with Peter is that he got out of the boat 
with the winds, with the with the waves crashing. Okay, the wind was blowing around him, and yet he still got out of the boat. Why? He said, "Lord, bid me to come to you." And when he got the word from God to say, "Come," he got out. He knew he can trust that word that he is he he was given. And that's what you need to look at is that you have a word from God that is a promise. It stay. He doesn't change his mind. You just continue to trust where God is saying. He's saying, come, then you come and you walk it out and see what it is he has for you. You keep going. Get through the storm. You may have a little debris, debris on the other side, but the storm is gone. The sun is coming out. You got to continue to walk. When, and, and God is saying, when will you trust in his word again? When will you trust in the power of God again? When will you trust that that same power is on the inside of you? Like I said earlier, the church is so lukewarm. It's so lukewarm, and we got to figure it out because God said either you hot or cold. We can't be lukewarm. And the people believe that they don't believe that God has any power because they're looking at us. And it's time for us to start seriously walking in signs, wonders, and miracles. It's time for us to really start, seriously start walking in the glory of God. It's time for us to really start walking and believing this word and living it. And not just quoting scripture, not just putting on Facebook a little bit about God here and there. It is time for us to live this word. Like it's so much in your bones that you can't even help it. Your, your, what is it? Your, your bones are on fire that you can't help it, you got, you can't even contain it, that it just comes out. It needs to be like that in your life. We can't no longer just sit on the side and not say anything. I'm not saying everybody's an evangelist, but you got to be able to say something that can bring hope or change in someone's life. We got to hit the reset button. We got to be tired of religion and doctrine. When are we going to be tired of that? You, it's time for us as the body of Christ to, to go against worldview, go against the opinion of others. It's okay if you get rejected by your friends. It's okay because God didn't reject you. It's okay. We got to stand out and stop blending in and tell people about the kingdom. It's truth. And I get it. People don't want truth. They want their own truth. This is my truth. This is what I'm living. I get it. But there is one truth that's truly going to set people free. And even if you have to go to a believer and tell them truth, you know what I always get to? Well, Taj, you got to make sure when you go to someone, you got to do it in love. You got to just wait to do it in love. But to me, truth is love because I'm getting you set free. And if it comes off to the point where you got your feelings hurt or you offended, that's your problem. That's not mine. You are the one that has to sit there and go, I'm not going to be offended because that comes from pride. You are the one that got to say, I'm not going to be in my feelings. Let me see if, if this is really true. Let me, just, let me just pray with the Lord and ask him for me, is this really true for me? But don't get mad or offended because someone who's a believer come to you with the truth and you may not like it. And I get it. People come to me with truth too. I don't just go off. I'm like, okay. I pray about it and just see. Lord, show me in that. Because they always, that's the thing that we say as believers, go in love all the time. We walk in love. It shouldn't be a thing when we speak and it's not in love. We walk in it all the time. So it's just resonate out, right? Jesus, thank you, Lord. We need to love truth. We need to rejoice in the truth. Let's go to Galatians 6. Almost done. Galatians 6. 
Say, keep moving. Galatians 6, 9. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Message Bible says, so let's not allow ourselves to get fatigued doing good. At the right time, we will harvest a good crop if we don't give up or quit. As I said earlier, don't allow yourself to get lazy and tired of the season you are in right now. Don't go by what is necessarily going around you around you from the left and to the right. Keep moving because if you keep moving and going, you are going to reap if you faint not. Don't let the virus or anything else that you may deal with change your perspective of what the kingdom of God is about. Because every time the devil has a plot, God has a plan. You will have what you're praying for. You will have what you're believing for as long as you stay aligned with, the, with God and aligned with his word. long as you stand firm in the temporary season that we are in. It may take some time. But you continue to stand firm and stand on the word of God and what he has said. Not what your thoughts may say, not what Juju say, not what your neighbor may say, but what God says. I'm telling you, right at this moment, you, you got to keep moving. You got to keep getting to the other side. You got to keep growing. You got to go to the next level. You got to go to the next dimension. You have to go to new depths. Right where you're at is not where God wants you. You got to keep going. You got to keep hearing God. It's important to do that. And even when you don't know the outcome, you still got to keep moving. Even when people disappoint you, you still have to keep moving. Even when the past tries to overtake you and the enemy reminds you of that past, you still got to keep moving. You keep moving, keep going down the line, keep learning. I'm telling you, just keep moving. Don't stop. Trust right now that the season has changed. Trust right now that the shift has happened and transpired, and you have a part to play in that shift. It is not just on pastors and fivefold, but I do call forth the purposes in you that the apostles will arise, that the the prophets will arise, that pastors will arise, that evangelists will arise, that teachers will arise, that worship leaders will arise and sing songs from the spirit. I'll call forth books from the people of God. I'll call forth businesses even at this time, because even in a time of drought, we are favored. We still have prop that's in the ground that is being harvested during this time. So I call forth the believers in the kingdom of God to stand Stand, make a difference, not just in your life or your family, but in those around you. Make a difference. You are made to be an influencer. You are made to be a role model. God has called you to do that. You are the ones who set the standard, not the world. That is you as kingdom believers. It's time to dominate and you got to advance. You got to show who backs you. You got to show the power of God, the dunamis power that is inside of you. You got to ex exhibit that and get that out in the spirit. Never question. We don't want them to ever question who we are as a church. We don't want when this thing, something else happens because something else is, that they're going to question is the church essential or not. They're going to say, you know what? We got to go to the church because this is going on. I need to go to the church and see what are they saying? What does the word says about this situation? So we got to get to the point where we're like, look, we're the church. We have the answers. It's not all these doctors who change their mind one minute and say something else the next minute. And maybe it's like this. They don't know. But this word knows. You got to know what it says. 
You gotta be one that is spending time with God on a regular. You gotta be the one that's in his word and knows what it says. So when someone comes to you contrary to it, you can say, no, 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 that's not what my God says. You gotta be the one that do that. Gosh, Jesus, okay. So I'm gonna say again to the believers, the real believers, it's time to stand up. You gotta stand up and stay standing. You can't sit and stand and sit and stand. The real believers got to stand up. You got to just know you're not going to keep doing this on a temporary basis. You got to know that the kingdom of God is permanent. And you got to be the one that stands. You can't no longer go on a teeter-totter. Stop riding teeter-totter. We're not in the park. We're not little kids. We have authority and power on the inside of us. You got to stand. You got to believe that you can do all things through Christ to strengthen you. That's what his word says. You got to believe that. You got to believe that he is your rock in your fortress and your deliverer. That's what the word says. You got to believe that your ladder is going to be greater. I'm going to say again with the real believers of the kingdom of God, stand up. And when you continue to stand, would you stand on his word when it's not favorable? with people around you? Will you stand on his word when you're looking at something and it's completely different than what you're praying for? Will you stand on his word when symptoms hit your body? Will you stand on his word when your bank account is showing zero? Will you stand on his word when it looks like you're going to die, but the Lord saying, no, you shall live and declare the works of the Lord? Will you stand on his word when everyone is against you and people are lying on you in the back and you continue to go for it? Will you stand on his word when it's even your parents that may say something to you? Will you stand on his word when other believers say something that's contrary will you be able to stand alone will you be able to stand when people have turned their back on you will you be able to make the stand for Jesus who is king of kings and lord of lords will you be able to stand for the one that said he's given you power and authority to tread upon scorpions hallelujah will you stand on the one who says you can cast out devils and demons out of them and get them free will you stand on that word when you're seeing a demon right there in your face and will you cower back will you stand and say I'm part of the kingdom of God I'm a believer and I'm going to stand on his word I'm not sitting down anymore Take your stand, church. Take your stand, people of God. Be what God has called you to be. Be all that he has called you to be. It's time for you to go to the next level. It's time for you to stop playing church games anymore. It's time for just coming and sitting and warming a seat up. God is saying there's fire in you, and you got to light that fire in other people. you got to speak and tell them, no, no, this is not it. You're the one that got to break the chains off of their lives. They need you. They need you and your purpose. AJ, they need you. Dinah, they need you. Bay, they need you. Mitzi, Jim, they need you. Wendy and Ted, they need you. They need you no matter what age, no matter what color, no matter what title you have because it's not about titles. When you're casting out a devil, they're not going to say, are you passing so-and-so? They're looking at the glory that's on the inside of you. Forget titles. They're not looking at your color because honestly, my color is temporary. What I do for the kingdom is eternal. My age is temporary, but what I do for the kingdom is eternal because I'm going to be empty by the time I go see Jesus. He's going to say, well done, good and faithful. He's going to say, well done. And I'll call forth that for you guys too. Just a stirring up of your river, just a stirring up that is able to flow freely. I rebuke all the debris that you've allowed to get in there and the mess and the TV and the opinions of others. It's time for you just to rise up and just trust God at his word.
Amen. Father God, I just thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your word, God. I thank you that we are on fire for you and we'll be fervent in you, God. We thank you for the tidal wave of your glory that is flowing through, God. We thank you for the fresh fire that is flowing through, God, and is burning away everything that's not of you, everything that has kept us down, everything that has kept us back, all the opinions of men, all the opinions of others. But God, we will go forward in you. We will keep moving in you, God. And we thank you that your our ladder is going to be greater. We thank you that the church will rise up and be the church, the ecclesia that you have called us to be. We thank you that we will ride on that wave and bless so many other people, God, that yes, it says the harvest is ready, but God, we thank you that the laborers are raising up too. And we just thank you for God. We thank you for what you are doing and what you're going to continue to do through us. So we say yes to you, that we will keep moving and we will keep going because you said it in your word. And we thank you, Lord, there's blessings in every area. We just thank you, Jesus. We give you all the honor and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Yes. the key.